Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Game Day Podcasts from Talk Sport. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Day, the record book. Welcome once again. Who would have thought even a month ago we'd still be saying uh, those words? But welcome once again to the Record Book Podcast uh, from the Game Day channel. You can go there and pick up all your Game Day podcasts. It's the best place for all your latest non-football news. Um, I'm delighted. I'm Danny Kelly, of course. I'm delighted to say I'm joined, as always, uh, during these strange and wonderful times um, by... Uh, Tom Rennie, who's with us for the next uh, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it takes to get through a whole plethora of stories about football that isn't really happening, certainly in Britain at the moment. Hello, Tom. Hi, Danny. All right? Yes, I'm all right. And thank you once again for telling me what the podcast is actually called and how you can get it before we went on air there. I'm Um, learning so much in this podcast about professionalism in that you don't really have it. And I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I don't, I don't need it. What you need is... We've been doing this since August. You know that, right? I, I just thought you would have written it down somewhere. No, I, I start each show completely anew. In a record book, maybe, you could have written it down. I've got a notebook. Here is my hand. I'll show it to you. There you go. I've got a notebook. All the previous editions of this show. And at the it's top all of each blank page, and just scribblings no, no. of crying people. And, and, uh, and my niece, thank you for a wonderful Christmas from my niece. Oh, that's actually a sweet <laughs> message. I, re- yeah, I was saying yeah. my previous joke. Yeah. Now, of course, the... the, 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 the the man I just put on there, the uh, very large Sabutio man, because of the poor quality camera in computers, you can't see that his shirt and shorts change colour all the time. Do they? And eventually, they do. Let me see if I can get him better for you. Eventually, he's got a red shirt on now, but you oh, can't see it. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. And eventually, he turns out all the clubs in the Premier League. There will be a West Ham shirt coming along for you very, very soon. Not for long. No, no, no. Well, hopefully, if you continue your campaign to uh, swizzle the rules so that there's no way on God's green earth that West Ham can get relegated. Unbelievable. I want them to yeah. play, and the Moisaia will bring us home. Don't you worry. Okay, let's, uh, well, let's start then with, with um, people watching games and the, the returns of these leagues. Uh, already, we're very settled in, and we'll talk a little bit later about the Bundesliga. Um, and, of course, I've got to be honest, as someone who has grave doubts about bringing the football back too early watching the Bundesliga having successful games behind closed doors um, has given me a little more confidence than I might previously have had. Um, but Denmark seems to be the place where they've decided uh, they, everybody else has gone one way, we're going another yeah. way. And it's I mean, brilliant. I, I want to talk about the Gladbach fans in a minute, as you say, yeah, because I thought it actually looked pretty cool, the cardboard cutouts, and we definitely should have done it. I can't believe the three of us couldn't come up with 19 euros to do one of us. Um, um, I, don't, I don't think it was a lack of money. I suspect laziness no. may have been at the back of that. I've got to be That's honest. That's more like it. Um, but in yeah. Dem- I mean, maybe J- Jeremy, looking at, looking at his living room, maybe he couldn't afford the 19 euros. To be fair, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good point well made. Looking at his hair as well, you know, maybe he didn't want to take a picture right now as well. Oh, 
I really don't think you and I should be throwing stones at Jeremy's head. Yeah, but I, I haven't mean... got a choice, so I should be out of that conversation. <laughs> this is the only thing I'm able to do. You two have got options. Uh, yeah. Of course, yours are limited. Yeah, um, mine are sticky up, yeah. It's vertical is the only yeah. option you have. That's what I um, like, yeah. Like a 70s punk. I like exactly it. Exactly um, that. Listen, I've got to tell you about Denmark. Uh, so Dem- the Danish Superliga is back this week coming. Thursday are the first set of games. Uh, now, we've seen that uh, in Germany at Gladbach, they've had the cardboard fans. Apparently, some Premier League clubs are considering doing that. Uh, well, a team insert, called... insert own plastic fans joke here, yes. Yes, uh, and you can insert what you want in South Korean fans, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, but I've got to tell you about uh, AGF Aarhus. Yeah. Um, I don't know my Danish teams, I'll be honest. They're Aarhus, yeah. They're, they're one of the bigger teams in Denmark, yeah. Are they? I'll, yep. I'll take your word for it. Yep. Uh, they take on Randers. Do you know Randers? No, they're, they're much more obscure. You would know, you wouldn't know them. Uh, it's their no. home game against Randers this week. And on this game, they are doing something historic. They are going to have their first ever virtual grandstand, which means right. in the stands at the lower tier of their home stadium, they are essentially going to do massive video screens in the same way you have outside a lot of grounds these days. They're bringing them into the ground in front of the seats and essentially fans can dial in on Zoom and they can watch the game from the comfort of their own homes in their pants. I'm assuming there's regulations about shirts. And I don't know if the audio is going to be on, but visually you'll be able to see spectators in the crowd on Zoom during the game. So uh, let me get this right. So their faces will be on, on the big screens looking at the pitch, but they will also be able to see the pitch just as like you and I are doing now on Zoom. I'm assuming that they will be able to see the pitch, but if not, I suppose they could watch the game on TV in the background. Yeah. But then even that's so because there's a delay to that. Yeah. There's about five to eight seconds of delay. So a goal goes in, you'll celebrate thinking, I'll look to everyone on Zoom, and it'll be like they're all just still sitting there. No one's celebrating yeah. yet. Yeah. They're never oh, no, going to get that perfect. There are teething problems that are definitely to be dealt with, but it's still, I, and I genuinely mean this, and uh, on, a, on a podcast where we're often looking for whimsy, I, I mean it seriously, all these ideas that we're going to talk, discuss more of them in a second, crowd noise and all the rest of it, each one of them will seem ludicrous when it's first suggested, mm. as the, the Zoom thing in, in our host does, but some combination of them, such as the, the genius of human ingenuity, will produce an experience that, you know, it won't be the same, but there'll be something that will get through all this with, I guess. We're getting to a point now where you never need to leave your house at any point for any reason. Um, well, you, you might want to drive to Durham. Yeah, you could, I mean, that's a, a crucial thing to do, though. I, I yeah. had the Attorney General say so, so it, it's absolutely fair to do that. It's only the law, so since, don't worry about since it. Since we're at it, since we're at it, the Attorney General's won. What about the skinny one from the medical profession wears the black dress? literally throwing aside or everything it would all been told just so she can get in the house of lords wait the skinny a... one with the black dress which yeah, one's that she... matt hancock uh, no jenny uh oh harry's harry's yeah oh, harry's yeah. Yeah. yeah just to get into the house of lords oh it reminded me a little bit of when uh, john hurt um in um one of those films about henry the eighth uh tra- <laughs> traitors everybody up and um a man for all season, isn't it? Um, when he tra- and, and he's been promised to, to, you know, a part of Wales. Right. And when the, the bloke's been led to the scaffold, he turns to John Hurt and goes, for Wales, John, for Wales. And I felt the same way about her, you know. 
what, rep- a seat in the House of Poxy Lords, where you'll be separated by 12 metres from everybody else as well? Yeah, no. and we, we could have had someone more effective uh, heading up our COVID-19 response if she was made of cardboard. So Yeah, well, or it was just some random person on Zoom. She just Zoomed in. But yeah, possibly from Denmark, absolutely. Hey, on this Zoom thing, I've got to mention this yeah. as well, because this is phenomenal. The, the figures are amazing, this, right? So they got the idea from watching mm-hmm. a Danish TV show where artists basically sing at home and viewers join in by video link. So some Bright Sparks literally watching TV and gone, yeah, we'll do that. That's a good idea, that. Um, and they've had made 40 2.8-metre screens, 40 by 2.8-metre screens, and they're stitching the screens together. So there's going to be 22 sections of Zoom fans going to be watched by a moderator. There's going to be away fans as well oh. who provide the atmosphere in these things. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to see each other. Are they no, going to be on but, but, one big video wall screen so they can all sing a song at the same moment? But if you think about the, um, the, the, the show, which is the, you know, the talent show, it's clear that they will be watching the football on Zoom. Yeah, now, it must be. Uh, the, the, the Danish TV contracts are obviously fairly porous if that's going to happen, but even so. They were probably fantastic. doing it anyway. The piracy's yeah. rife uh, in the world. Uh, so of I understand. Yeah. So I understand. Uh, but you, of course, you wouldn't know uh, anything t- I, like that. No, I'm told by Simon Jordan that if it wasn't for piracy, often led from Saudi Arabia, <laughs> that, uh, that uh, you know, Wayne Rooney could be earning over £2 million a month. Sorry, a week, um, if it wasn't for the piracy, that uh, football is being done down. So are you saying people- pirates are saving football? What I'm saying, well, there's an element of that, isn't there? Simon Jordan saying that pirates are saving football. You heard it here. Interpreted yeah. here. Yeah, interpreted. And he'd be right. I saw this week uh, Serge Aurier is getting fined two weeks' wages, and he, it's £140,000, 70 grand a week. And yep. you know, when you look at this situation now where football's eating itself, and they're all worried about not having any money left, and they're living a hand to mouth existence, and 10 EFL clubs are going out of business, and all these leagues are back on because they're yep. all going to go bankrupt. Yep. The reason is you're paying someone as crap as Serge Aurier 70 grand a week. Let's, let's, yet- let's alert ourselves to that. Stay alert to it. And yet. Um, the club that uh, Serge is apparently going to join when Spurs finally um, send him spinning to the, uh, the sidewalk uh, is Juventus. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh um, sorry, that hurt my brain. <laughs> that's what I understand, yeah. Um, why don't we move on to the, uh, the, the much vaunted cardboard crowd at Gladbach, which, as I say, um, any one of the three of us, but we all promised that faithfully to our vast army of loyal listeners, um, that we would all get the cardboard cutouts for the Munch and Gladbach game. Um, we didn't do that. Um, a bit like the record book itself, yeah. actually. It exists more as a concept than as actually doing any work. Yeah. Um, but I thought, looking at the, at the game, that the, the crowd looked pretty good, I thought. I agree. I actually think that from a distance, on TV, which is all we can do now when it comes to football, it looked pretty cool. Um, yeah. All behind the goals on the left and right-hand side, all these fans, like 15,000 people have done it. They've had a cardboard cutout of themselves or, you know, Mike Tyson or something put into the crowd. It looks like from a distance there's a full crowd there. Um, And there comes a point now, I know that you've got to be on the side of the fans and, you know, that sort of stuff. But at some point, fans just need to shut up, right? They just need to shut up. Because they've put all these cardboard fans in. And why have they done it in Germany? Why is the Premier League coming back? Blah, blah, blah. All these leagues. La Liga on June 8th or something. Because as we mentioned a minute ago, these clubs are going to go under, right? They can't afford to live and exist without the TV money. Sure. You might not be happy about that. I'm not happy about that. 
but it's a fact. Yeah. So accept it, oh, swallow it, get used no, to no, it. No, no, no. They can afford to live with that TV money. They can't afford to pay Serge Aurier £70,000 yes. a week with that TV money. And where is football without Serge Aurier having a Lamborghini? I say dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll be driving it home to you at Turin soon, won't he? Yeah, and it will look so fantastic in it. I hope he gets a pay rise. Um, and there was just a fat, there was a banner in the stands. And bearing in mind that this is the Gladbach fans have sent pictures of themselves in in the stands, they've also sent a banner, as German football fans tend to do. It's translated, and it's translated as football without fans is nothing. For Borussia, ghost games don't count. So uh, the 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 level of ingratitude. I mean, Never mind the ingenuity of the protest, the level of ingratitude, isn't it? They've got, somehow, this league needs to finish, right? And Gladbach fans might not be happy, you know, that 50 plus one rule means that fans own the clubs and all that sort of stuff, low ticket prices, blah, blah, blah. You know, German fans have it good. I get that. And if they, they aren't there, it's like it don't count. Well, it does count, all right? It does matter. There is TV fans. We're listening to it and watching it in England and paying for it, you know, because it is the only league in Europe on. It is more important, unfortunately, than just the fans in Gladbach. So why don't you just appreciate the fact that your team is on and my team, rubbish as they are, ain't played in three months. Someone said they ain't played in five years. To I want to watch them. To be fair, it is, this is a particular... I mean, you talk about all the advantages that German fans appear to have. And, you know, we, I'm often banging about, on about them as well on other radio uh, programs. But uh, they, they're also the ones who have the, do the most high-profile moaning. Ugh. Now, I don't, I, don't mean, I don't mean slashing your tires like the ultras in Italy. I mean, proper... I mean, and it, makes, it also makes me laugh because they own 51% of the clubs. So it's a conversation with themselves, isn't it? <laughs> This must change. This must change now. Actung, this must change. Who are you talking to? You own the bloody club. Change it. Just I mean, that's screaming into the mirror. <laughs> screaming yeah. into their own cardboard cutouts. It's your yeah. fault. You did this. Yeah. Taking their head off made of cardboard. Yeah. They, they, like, they, Don, like Don and Sexy Beast. You having that? You having that? Yes, Grona. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Never no, 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 no. No, nine, 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 nine. That's incidentally a very long phone number for the police. Nine 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 nine. But I thought the Munich Gladbach experiment was pretty good. It looked cool. Um, and, and one other thing on Germany as well yesterday, I watched hmm. one of these games on the monitors back in the studio. Of course, we're doing the games off TV. Uh, Absolutely, they're live on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. Brilliant. And they've been fantastic and for, to our international partners as well, who've, who've loved it with Amazon, of course, our partner. And um, Tom, can I can let you know a secret here, Tom? Go on. Um, I, love, I love football on the television. I love football live. My favorite thing is football on the radio. Oh. The radio commentary of football is just fantastic. And my favorite, favorite thing is football on the radio in a car, driving along, listening to a random game. The coverage you did on TalkSport 2 yesterday, I went out and sat in my car for 20 minutes, listened to it just to, to breathe in that particular uh, thing that I like. Yeah. Um, without, being able to, without being able to go anywhere or Durham or anywhere. And, and uh, without putting too fine a point on it, uh, we got people in who are actual experts on the Bundesliga that know it inside out. And I think you got that as opposed mm. to some other places uh, that have used people that don't know how to pronounce the names of the teams. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that I also watched um, on one of our other monitors, uh, the Leverkusen Gladbach game, which is a brilliant game. And what they provided, uh, the TV broadcasters, and it was optional on Sky in Germany to do this, was fake ambience. So uh, they've recorded, obviously, the crowd singing in the previous game. And they did a fantastic job. Like When there was a chance, someone's pressed the ooh button. 
when there was a goal, someone pressed the cheer button. It sounded reasonably smooth. And again, I think I'm going to hate things. I thought I was going to hate the cardboard fans. I actually loved it. Um, I feel like I'm going to hate the Zoom fans in Denmark. Um, Now, next week, I'm going to tell you how much I I loved it. I know. And it actually didn't sound too bad. My favourite of the buttons they pressed was when the goalkeeper was about to take a goal kick and he went, do be scheiser. <laughs> I thought that was really good. I enjoyed it when uh, a penalty was given on VAR, which definitely shouldn't have been. And everyone said the referee <coughs> was a, I can't remember what it is now. Probably now, scheiser again. Let's do that. Who was, who, was the, uh, who was the recipient of this slightly bent penalty in the, in the Bundesliga? Um, it was a penalty for Leverkusen where a guy oh. called Bellarabi had a shot uh, so they're the away team, at, yeah. uh, but of course there is no away fans. Yeah. Actually made a cardboard, and he has a shot. It goes wide. The defender Elvedi's dived in, slid along the ground for about a couple of meters, whatever. And then after the shot's long gone, they collide with each other. The referee goes and watches it on a monitor multiple no. times, over and over again, like it's a gif on a loop. And he still gives the penalty. I forgot it, how much I hated this. It wasn't a penalty. No. And- and the people I know who follow German cl- uh, football closely were all tweet- uh, t- texting each other um, in the WhatsApp group we have um, saying, oh, that was a very Bayern penalty, wasn't it? And that's the actual descriptor <laughs> yeah. for a dodgy penalty is a Bayern penalty. Ridiculous. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Um, the, the fake ambience, well, you're right. We, we like all of, so far we're getting, uh, you know, used to a lot of strangely kind of sideways reproductions, if you like, of football, um, but who would have thought we'd ever get to the stage where we had a fake yap stam? <laughs> this, this story aggravated me so much this week, um, mainly because I used to do a bit in my stand-up routine about how everyone thinks ball blokes look exactly the same. Ah. And it still annoys me now. And even yesterday, I left the studio uh, to walk back to my car, and some bloke who was bald, with glasses, and had a beard, it's a good look, yeah. said, he literally stopped me in the street, bearing in mind, it's still coronavirus times, and said, oh, you're a good-looking bloke, you are. Even the balls are doing it. They, they all just sort of look at each other like we look the same. We're all different. We have individual personalities, all right? Tom, um, I, think, I think there's over 30% chance that's true. So I'm, <laughs> I'm backing you almost all the way. Uh, there's no way of knowing. Uh, but I've got to say that this was brilliant, this, because they, they should know. And the mad thing is, 
so the story is FC Cincinnati, MLS yeah. side, they appointed a new manager this week. And that manager is Yap Stam. You know, Yap Stam. Man United yep. sent around. World famous footballer, yeah. Former Reading manager who has got yeah. like the best Mancunian Dutch accent in the world. You've got to listen to him. Well, they posted a picture that wasn't of Yapstam. It was of the Ajax coach, youth team coach, Tinnis van Tenenbroek. Yeah. Now, and the, they, I, I don't understand how this happened. And it led oh. to this week some brilliant memes of people doing like Phil Mitchell. Grant Mitchell, Harry Hill, like all the balls you know had their own yeah. variant of the but welcome Tom, but Tom, meme. Is, is there not a basic truth that you're missing here? They did look exactly the no, same. No, they look nothing alike. And when you, go, alike. when you go onto, the, onto, onto your search engine and put in Ajax youth team coach, um, uh, it'll come up with one picture of Yapstab and one picture of Matey Boy 2. They do look remarkably similar. No, they, just because... They're, they're bald people, right? But apart from being bald, they don't look similar. I'm going to have to, uh, to I mean, uh, you probably can't hear him, but Jeremy, our producer, nod or shake your head. How much, were they, were they similar or dissimilar? Yes or no, or similar? Very similar, That's yes. just because Jeremy looks exactly like Declan Rice and Declan Rice decided not to be Irish and it upsets him. <laughs> That's not... Well, uh, now he you know, does, doesn't he? Now you're upsetting me as well. He does look a bit like Declan Rice, doesn't he? A little bit. He, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. Everyone can see it. We'll put this out on the video this week. This will be the video of the show. <laughs> yeah, that'd be lovely. That'll be Is Jeremy lovely. Declan Rice? Um, the, the only thing I would say about that, I've met Yapstam. I went to IX's training ground a few years ago to do my sporting life. Mm. A program that would take two and a half to three hours to record. Someone had said to him, there's some people from Britain coming to do an interview. That's all they told him. So he... <laughs> Uh, I mean, A, it was worth going. A, it was worth going because it's Amsterdam. Yeah, sure. Pause, long pause. Um, and then B, um, I went to see the DIX training ground, which was incredible. I mean, I hear about all these training, all, you know, the facilities at Tottenham and Manchester United and all the rest of it. Ajax's training ground, right down to the mini stadium they have. So even their 11-year-olds are getting the feeling of playing in a proper football stadium. It was just brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And... Um, it's incredible. You, you sit there in the canteen and one minute Mark Overmars wanders through. Then Edwin van der Sar wanders in and joins the conversation. All their ex-players, all those genius ex-players are all there. Anyway, Stam, not happy um, when he was told this could take two hours. Um, I, won't, I won't tell you. You need to know this, which won't mean anything to the listeners, but it'll help you, Tom. John Chambers was in on this as well. So now there's a face-off between the two most determined men on the oh, planet. Dear. My producer, John Chambers, and um, Yap Stam. In the end, we settled on an hour, and we had to fill it out with commentary about his career to make the two-hour show work. But Yap is not a man I would cross very happy. He seemed okay in the interviews later on about being mistaken for uh, ex-Baldy. Um, he seemed okay about it to me. His voice is amazing, Yap Stam. If you yeah. haven't heard Yap Stam, um, firstly check out the My Sporting Life where he mentions nothing about his life and just wants to go home in the two-hour interview. And this is mainly yeah. Danny and John trying to get something and, out of him. Which I'm And guessing. also, the, I mean, the, only, the, the most repeated phrase is not, and then we won the title, but is, is my watch still working? <laughs> That's the phrase he keeps using. But the fact he keep he, he talks like, he actually has a proper like Mancunian accent. Like he talks like, nah, hello, I'm Yap Stam. Like I find it bizarre. It's such a bizarre thing to listen to. I loved it when he was Reading manager because uh, we, we were just covering him a lot that season for whatever reason. And every yeah. week his voice 
we used to play it over Hits by the Stone Roses because it just sounded perfect. Like, he sounds exactly like Manny from the Stone Roses. It's that is brilliant. And, of course, um, he is the Reading manager who gave all the contracts to the players that now mean that Reading are the poster boys. 190% of their revenue uh, goes in wages. So for every pound the club makes, they pay the players £1.90. That and I'm just hearing they've uh, signed Serge Aurier uh, while this show's yeah, been he's recording. Been Incredible. 120, 120 grand a week, I understand. Very, well, very penny. good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why have you picked on Aurier particularly? I mean, he's a defensive nuisance, um, but uh, I think he's very athletic. Um, I, just, I just read how much he was on, saw him getting his hair cut, ah. and, it just, and I've been reading so much about football clubs are going bankrupt, they're all in trouble, and I've just... I'm just amazed the world is not putting two and two together. And instead of going, right, maybe we shouldn't play football for a while because we can afford it with our cash reserves. They've gone, shall we just test everybody two times a week with a swab in their brains and get as many games on as we can? Yes, And we have to do that because everyone's going to go bankrupt. Lamborghinis are going back to the store. You absolutely um, hit on another bruise there that I think needs treating. Um, This testing, this testing for, hang on, I'm being being, uh, very good signalling. Oh, we're running out of time. Um, this testing for, for, for the COVID, um, the, I, when they said we have to get tested, one always thinks about D- DNA swab, where you get a little bit of a cotton bud and they put it in your mouth. No one told me it would involve a broom handle being inserted into the back part of your head. It's See, incredible, isn't it? People thought Donald Trump was being like, facetious and moronic when he brought out <laughs> two cotton swabs uh, with the press corps a few weeks ago. And he was like, here's the swab for the COVID test. And here's a standard Q-tip you get at home. And everyone's like, <laughs> what an idiot this geezer is. We know what it looks like. But actually now, because of Donald Trump, I know that they are absolutely massive. And weirdly, that moron actually made a brilliant point. They are huge and it is well worth knowing. They go right up into your brain. Yes. And then you poke out your scalp, they go so far up. Yeah, you, you, I mean, uh, for those of uh, us not blessed with the most hair, you could actually see a small bump appear in the top of your head while being tested. Like when people in cartoons, something drops on their head and the egg comes up instantaneously, which is very good. I <clears throat> seem to be developing uh, Yapstan's voice this morning, if not the Manchester accent. Now, Hello, I'm work, Danny Kelly. How are you doing? I work on, on, on a number of shows with Simon Jordan, who has assured me, Tom, that no way ever in the history of the world, under any circumstances, would a football club sue the authority, you know, the, the league for which they work. He said that doesn't work because they're, they're suing themselves, essentially. France, anyone? Uh, yeah, I, the, we know in France they, they shut the league down, uh, what, two or three weeks ago now, and they relegated yeah. two teams, uh, one of which was Amiens. Uh, yeah. And they have had a great story. They were bought by like a local businessman a few years ago. His name was Bernard Joannin. Um, and he is now, I mean, he's done a tremendous job, and now he's trying to get them back in the league. And he did a great, great quote. Uh, so he, he, he went to the courts in France. They've thrown it out. They don't want to talk about it. Uh, and he said, one cannot impose relegations when out of a 38-match season, only 28 games were played, only 74% of the games. You can't decree a competition, a sporting contract completed when one quarter of the competition is yet to be played. He says the French rugby, handball, and basketball leagues all declared their leagues over and, for the, and they did this for the sake of humanity and solidarity. They cancelled relegation. And I make him absolutely right. I think you can't have relegation from a league that didn't actually complete, considering the ramifications of that. Not just because of my West Ham bias, but although, although, I do Tom, definitely I would, throw I would, that in. I will, I will ask you about that. Is there any circumstances, given the current emergency, in which you would allow West Ham to be relegated? And I mean, um, if, they, if they bring back the season, 
in full, front of full crowds with VAR and all the rest of it, would you still allow West Ham to be relegated? Yes. If it was the exact same season they started with, I'd be accepting of that travesty. And, oh, good, we get another season of Bournemouth wasting everyone's time in the Premier League instead. Terrific. Um, but apart from that, they shouldn't do it. And they should, for the good of humanity, as Bernard Joannin said, uh, get rid of it. Anyway, Lyon have also taken this to the courts mm. in France. Um, it's been rejected by the courts. They don't want to hear it. They say the league and people can do whatever they want. And so now they have directly taken this to Emmanuel Macron. Um, Lyon have petitioned Macron directly, the president of France, of course, saying that you should lift the ban on banning all sport in France till September, because look at Spain, look at Italy, look at England, look at Germany, whatever, which would mean that the title they've already given to PSG would be then rescinded from this point, and Amiens and Lyon will be back in the Champions League race, yep. and Amiens will be back in the race to stay in the league. Yeah. I mean, Who knows where it goes? Exactly, because uh, I was led to believe by an authority, uh, turns out not such an authority, that would never happen. Listen, we're about to be closed down, so we won't put another shilling in the metre for Zoom. Very quickly, what have you made of the COVID-19 testing uh, for the first baby steps towards returning to the Premier League? I think that under all circumstances, is the Premier League is coming back on by hook or by crook for reasons we've talked about a lot in this show and in recent weeks. The fact there's two cases from the second round of testing was 960 plus tests they did. Two people have gone down with it. I think that we look in a very good shape to get things back on in mid-June. I think they have to. But I also think that people like N'Golo Conte and Troy Deeney, if they don't want to play, they should be allowed not to play. Uh, and that stands to every player. We, these games need to happen because the club's going to go bankrupt. But N'Golo Conte, he ain't got to be a part of it. And he should be allowed to step aside until he's happy. I mean, I, I guess that it, to me, the miracle was how few people of that age group have got the, the, the disease currently. So that, that's, but that's fantastically positive and great thing. Um, and I'm loving that. The only problem will come, Tom, when one of your relegation rivals finds themselves playing against a team where nine players have withdrawn. If that was to happen, you wouldn't be very happy. However, it's part of the very colourful kaleidoscope of uh, possibilities, starting with watching the game on Zoom in Denmark. And I'm definitely going to follow that story. Up because do it. That is just it. brilliant. Ab well, no, don't say that. We didn't do the cardboard cutters. We're unlikely to become Zoom pay for this, customers. Though. This is uh, free. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Listen, it's been an absolute education and a joy as well, Tom. Keep up the good work uh, with the Bundesliga coverage on the Talk Sports. Uh, both Talk Sports channels carry some of the Bundesliga games, and it's brilliant to hear the football on the radio again. You're listening to the Record Book Podcast from the Game Day channel. Uh, as always, we know that you can be doing a million other things, so thanks very much for downloading this. We'll be back next week with, I hope, more of the same or something even better. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply.